Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jail because she failed to pay a $10 recorded live fee, essentially, a license fee on time. So she was she was arrested uh searched and thrown in a holding cell for over three hours because she failed to do this and she still has to have a hearing over this where she still may be thrown in jail for 90 days because she didn't do it for her pay this ten dollar tag well i'm connecting the dots here my friends with an article by a fellow law professor who teaches law, much like I do, okay? And he's talking to his students and telling them, do not vote for a law unless you're willing to have the police go out and kill someone over it, because that's what police do. They go out armed, and if you resist, well, they will kill you, okay? So... Think about that when you're writing a law or proposing a law, and this is something we should all be thinking about, because that's the thing. If you resist, they might kill you, and, and it would be nice if it, was, um, if it was theoretical, but it isn't. See, when you ref- whatever your view is on that refusal of that New York City grand jury to indict the police officer whose chokehold led to the death of Eric Gardner? Well, the thing is, is that what he did was a violation of New York state law, and he died because of it. Well, the thing is, among libertarians like your host, we are upset over a lot more than just the quote-unquote racial aspects, you know, that the officer was white and Garner was black, you know, and that outrage. Us libertarians are concerned because clearly, clearly something has gone horribly wrong when a man lies dead after being confronted for selling cigarettes to willing buyers. Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, when he appeared on PMSNBC, he also blamed the statute for Eric Garner's death, saying, quote, some politician put a tax of $5.85. That's $5.85, my friends, on top of all the other taxes that were already in place. This is just the New York City Tax, 585, on top of all the other taxes. What is it? Um, 30, what, I believe it was like 35 or $40 a carton in taxes alone? Yeah. So, as Senator Paul said, 
So they've driven cigarettes underground by making them so expensive, end quote. Well, that's true. But the problem is actually broader. It's not just cigarette tax laws that can lead to the death of those the police seek to arrest. It's every law. Libertarians, such as your host, argue that we have far too many laws. And the Garner case offers evidence that I'm right. You see, there will never be a perfect technology of law enforcement, and therefore it is unavoidable that there will be situations where police err on the side of too much violence rather than too little. Better training won't lead to perfection, but fewer laws would mean fewer opportunities for official violence to get out of hand. Now, David Husak, in his excellent 2009 book, which I have told you about on this show, entitled Overcriminalization, The Limits of the Criminal Law, that's the title of the book, my friends, points out in that book that federal law alone includes more than 3,000 crimes, fewer than half of which are found in the federal criminal code. The rest are scattered through other statutes. A citizen who wants to, quote-unquote, abide by the law, well, you have no quick and easy way to find out what the law actually is. And that is a violation of the traditional principle that the state cannot punish without fair notice. I have told you, my friends, over and over again, when you see a sign, that's posted on a post saying, posted, no trespass. There's a reason why it uses that word posted. Do you know what that comes from, my friends? Here's a little history lesson for those of you who may be ignorant of this. You see, in ancient times, when Greece was nothing more, and I'm not talking about fat from hamburgers here, I'm talking about the country. When Greece was nothing more than a collection of city-states, you, as a traveler into a city-state, was required to go to the town square and find out what the laws were in that city-state because they would be posted on a post in the middle of the town square. And the very first rule was you were to, to molest the posting of the rules. And this is why they wouldn't let you into a city after dark or shortly before dark because it wouldn't give you time to get to the city square to read the rules because if you violated the city rules, well, you ever wonder where the expression ignorance of the law is no excuse? See, that's where it came from. And that's where the idea of that the state can't punish without fair notice, that's where that principle comes from too. And here we have 3,000 plus crimes with less than half of them actually in the 
criminal code. And in addition to those statutes, going back to that book, an astonishing 300,000 or more federal regulations may be enforceable through criminal punishment at the discretion of an administrative agency. Nobody, nobody knows for sure what the actual number is. It's that hard to find it. Now, Husak, in his book, cites more than 70% of American adults have committed a crime that could lead to imprisonment every single day. At least one. He quotes the legal scholar William Stunts to the effect that we are moving, quote, toward a world in which the laws on the books makes everyone a felon, end quote. Now, does this seem too dramatic of a statement to make? Husak points to studies suggesting that more than half of young people download music illegally from the Internet. And that's been a federal crime for almost 20 years. These kids, in theory, could all go to prison. Many criminal laws, in, in fact, my friends, this is so outrageous and pernicious that even Weird Al Yankovic did a parody song about it. And the title of the parody song is Don't Download This Song. That's the title of it. And he featured it on his own website with big links saying, here's how you can download the song. And people looked at that and went, wait a second. The title says, don't download this song, but there's a link here to download it. Are we going to get in trouble if we download it? Because it says, don't download this song. And people actually looked at it and didn't realize the sarcasm that, Weird Al was engaging in there. And if you read the words to it or listen to it, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. So, many criminal laws hardly pass even the giggle test. Husak, in his book, takes us on a tour through bizarre statutes, including, for example, the Alabama law, making it a crime to maim oneself for the purpose of gaining sympathy. The Florida law, prohibiting displays of deformed animals. The Illinois law against, quote, damaging anhydrous ammonia equipment, end quote. Yeah, it's a criminal offense. And then there's the wondrous federal <clears throat> crime, are you ready, of disturbing mud in a cave on federal land. So you best be careful when you run to get out of the rain. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not these laws are frequently enforced, Husak's concern in his book is that they exist and make us all felons, my friends. So when I talk about being a political prisoner, a felon political prisoner, hello, those people that scoff at me and oh, he's just an ex-felon, yeah, he went to prison, you know, etc. I said, and you are? Oh, I'm not a felon. I'm not a felon. Oh, yeah? Have you engaged in one of these activities? 
300,000 plus activities in the federal registers that are all felonies? Hmm? Can you prove you haven't? Well, see, you prove you haven't engaged in them. Makes you a felon, too. So don't talk to me about being a felon. You see, part of the problem is this. As Husak suggests in his book, is the growing tendency of legislatures, including Congress, to toss in a criminal sanction at the end of countless bills on countless subjects. It's as though making an offense criminal somehow shows how much we care about it. Stop for a second, my friends, and think about that. For those of you who have been listening to this show from the beginning, what was the dead white guy quote I said? George Carlin, about the only purpose of government? Hmm. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. It shows how much we care about it. But making an offense criminal also means that the police will go armed to enforce it. And overcriminalization matters, Husak says, because the costs of facing criminal sanction are so high and because the criminal law can no longer sort out the law-abiding from the law, non-law-abiding. That's an absolute truth, my friends. But it also matters as the Garner case. Remember Garner? You know the guy selling loose cigarettes? As the Garner case reminds us, the police might kill you over it. Now, this isn't necessarily a criticism of cops, whose job, after all, is to carry out the legislative will. The criticism is of a political system that takes such bizarre delight in creating new crimes for the cops to enforce. It's unlikely that the New York legislature, in creating the crime of selling untaxed cigarettes, imagined that anyone would die for violating it. But a wise legislator, I know that's an oxymoron, but a wise legislator would give the matter some thought before creating a crime. Officials who fail to take into account the obvious fact that the laws they're so eager to pass will be enforced at the point of a gun cannot fairly be described as public servants. My friends, how many times have I told you the world's shortest political quiz is one question. Should goods and services be <clears throat> provided at the barrel of a gun? Hmm? Should they? Yes or no? There is no maybe or but or coulda, woulda, shoulda. There's only two answers to that question. Yes or no? Should the government provide you with a... <clears throat> service sticking a gun in your face and forcing you to comply with the service yes or no because that is what we're talking about now who suggests 
as one solution interpreting the Constitution to include a right not to be punished. This, in turn, would mean that before a legislator could criminalize a particular behavior, it would have to show a public interest significantly higher than for most forms of legislation. He offers the example of a legislature that decides, quote, to prohibit on pain of criminal liability the consumption of designated unhealthy foods such as donuts. Well, the rational basis test, usually applied by courts when statutes face constitutional challenge, would be easily met. In short, under existing doctrine, the statute would be a permissible exercise of the police power. But if there existed a constitutional right not to be punished, the statute would have to face a higher level of judicial scrutiny and might well be struck down. Not because of a right to eat unhealthy foods, but because of a right not to be criminally punished by the state, except in matters of great importance. Now, of course, activists on the right and the left tend to believe that all their causes are of great importance. Whatever they want to ban or require, they seem unalterably persuaded that the use of state power is appropriate. And that's too bad, because every new law requires enforcement. Every act of enforcement includes the possibility of violence. There are many painful lessons to be drawn from the Garner tragedy, but one of them, sadly, is the same as the advice this law professor gives to his students on the first day of classes. Don't ever fight to make something illegal unless you're willing to risk the lives of your fellow citizens to get your way. Now, when Rand Paul complained about this law, he was castigated and belittled and called all sorts of mean, ugly, nasty names because how dare he advocate the overthrow of government. Oh, my God. What can I say, my friends? This is what it has come down to. Yeah. Now, um, I think I better go... I think I'm going to have to skip a couple of stories here. I think what I'll do is I'll clip them and I'll put them in next week. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I really want to because these are just too important. So I'm going to skip straight to our links of interest here, my friends. We got 11 of them. Let's see how many I can get through in the next uh, six, seven, five, six, seven minutes, something like that. Number 11, <clears throat> almost everything in this article I've given you before from other sources, but you know that old law book that says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, right? You remember that? Well, this is an article entitled, Look What Hillary Thinks About the Racist Founder of Planned Parenthood. Like I said, giving you almost everything that's in the article. Number 10, Arizona cops publicize all phone contacts of suspected sex businesses. Yep, a prostitution witch hunt in Tucson uncovered 
ample police corruption, yet it's the civil liberties of citizens that are suffering a blow. Read the article here, my friends. Number nine, I had to check this. I really, I had to check and recheck to make sure this was not The Onion or some other satire site, but it's actual Arizona newspaper that decried the fact that the border fence is too high for Mexicans to safely jump over. And they're breaking their legs or their ankles, etc., because it's too high. Like I said, I had to check and double-check to make sure it wasn't the onion, because I was like, this got to be satire, but it wasn't. Number eight. This is hubris on massive display. Al Sharpton saying he should be exempt from paying taxes. Yeah. This is a guy who owes, what, $4.5 million in taxes, something like that? He's saying he should be exempt and then says why he should. You've got to read the article. Number seven, a case of instant karma. Hmm. They ordered ISIS soldiers, ordered this guy whose family they had killed to cook them their special meal. Well, it appears that the cook poisoned them and killed quite a few of them and made the rest very, very sick. You got to read the article, my friends. Number six. Not only did the judge in this particular case order these kids to spend the rest of their childhood years, that is until they're 18, in Juvie Hall, but the father that they are ordered to have visitations with has left the country. So they couldn't visit with him if they wanted to. But, but, that's no excuse, according to the judge, who's ordered them they must have visitations with their father or face going to juvie until they're 18. Police state much, anyone? Hmm? Number five, what have I told you? What have I said about the revolving door politics? One commentator on this story said, you mean to imply he actually left the firm, end quote? You see, this, my friends, is what I rail about on crony capitalism. It's an article about Eric Holder, who's so glad that he's going back to the Wall Street firm that he was tied to after years of refusing to jail bankers. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. Number four, uh, Hillary Clinton made more than Bernie Sanders' net worth in just one speech. Number three, chilling. Absolutely chilling. What the lowering of the Confederate flag is really all about. I'll give you a hint. Allah Akbar. You getting the idea yet, my friends? Number two, an article you know, I love talking about, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I am the great and powerful Oz. Well, here we have Hillary behind the curtain controlling the controls. And little Toto is pulling the curtain back. And she has her great and powerful HRC figure saying, pay no attention to those emails and foreign contributions. The great and inevitable Hillary has spoken. Yeah. 
Well, it's about Obama and Hillary and Ed Al and their nefarious intentions is what. And finally, number one, surprise, 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 TSA failed 95% of fake weapons tests and investigation fines. Wasn't it just last week I told you about how they should and the rest of Homeland Security should go away? Hmm. Wow. You're listening to the Constitutional Crusaders show on the American Voice Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the three www.thepowerherbs.com. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. 
Welcome back to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. I am your host, M. Roy Ben Shadler, Constitutional Counselor, and still all around pain in the rear end to bureaucrats and petty thugs all over. Why? I'll tell you why, my friends. Because I ask the questions that they don't like being asked, and you can too. It is now time for our critical thinking segment. This is where I bring to you something that, well, it's designed to invoke you to think, or at least sometimes to point out others' inability to think, so you can recognize the stupid when you see it. Today's example is of the latter. Pictured here is this beautiful, beautiful electric guitar with a, a very nice, bright Union Jack on it. That's the British flag, my friends, um, of two intersecting uh, crosses, okay? Red, white, and blue, right? And it says here, at work today, a group of teenagers were complaining while looking at this particular guitar, were complaining about disgusting it is that we carry Confederate flag guitars. <laughs> I, I am not kidding you, my friends. The guitar, like I said, very prominently displaying a Union Jack. Yeah, and the teenagers were complaining about Confederate flag guitars. OMG, what can I say? Yeah. Okay, it's now time for the Roy's School of Guerrilla Lawfare. That's L-A-W, for learn and win through a better education. Today's going to probably be a split subject, but they're, they're related, and you'll understand. The first one, the ACLU, surprise, 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 now opposes religious freedom because Christians need it. You know, we ought to rename them. Actually, I've been saying this for a long time. We need to rename them the sometimes Civil Liberties Union. That would be more appropriate than the ACLU. Well, here we go. The ACLU has formally reversed its support for the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, signed by Bill Clinton, by the way, and supported by his erstwhile <clears throat> wife, Hitlery. Um, anyway, they reversed their support, signaling that the organization is no longer interested in mounting an ideologically consistent defense of all people of faith. It's a disappointing retreat on the... <clears throat> principles for the ACLU and the organization's explanation suggest that a singular disdain for Christian belief is the reason. Louis Melling, the ACLU's deputy legal director, announced the change in policy. 
in a Washington Post op-ed. Her article provides a useful history of RFRA, which became law in 1993, two years after the Supreme Court refused to let Native Americans, here in Oregon, by the way, smoke peyote as part of their religious practices. Popular sentiment disagreed with the court, and the Congress passed the bipartisan RFRA, which Bill Clinton signed, to safeguard the rights of religious minorities. The law has been used to defend Sikh men from having to shave their beards to serve in the U.S. Army, an outcome the ACLU supported, according to Melling. So why has the ACLU suddenly decided that the RFRA is no good? Well, Melling explains it this way, quote, In the Hobby Lobby case last year, a Supreme Court majority blessed the use of the RFRA by businesses to deny employees insurance coverage for contraception, a benefit guaranteed by law if those businesses object on religious grounds and there is some other means of furthering the government's interests. Stop for a second here, my friends. That is not what the Supreme Court blessed uh, the use of the RFRA for, but that's what the ACLU wants you to think, and so they're going to continue saying that, even though it's an outright bald-faced lie. They continued by saying, Religiously affiliated nonprofit organizations such as universities are taking the argument further. They invoke the RFRA to argue not only that they should not have to provide insurance coverage for contraceptives, but also that they should not even have to notify the government that they refuse to do so because they maintain notification would trigger the government to intervene to ensure coverage. Again, another bald-faced lie, but you see this is the way the narrative goes. So continuing on with the New York Times article where they're explaining their, uh, their stand, they go, yes, religious freedom needs protection, but, here's the but, But religious liberty doesn't mean the right to discriminate or to impose one's views on others. Stop the presses. Where has, for example, Hobby Lobby, or where has, for example, a private university imposed that you must work for them or go to their institution? Where have they done that? I didn't recall seeing that anywhere. If anyone out there has seen that, please send me an instant message after the show or an email or give me a call, and, and, but be prepared to provide for me the proof and the links proving that Hobby Lobby or some private university has forced people to work for them or go to their institution, you know, or work in their institution. 
please provide that because I really want to see where they forced people to do this so they could impose their views on them. I don't recall that ever happening, but if you read the ACLU, that's what they did. They nefariously went out and rounded up people in the dead of night. Uh Uh-oh, we have an instant message. Let's see what we got here. This ought to be good. Uh, I'm curious. What happened to, well, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone, end quote, or the right to freely associate or not? Ding, 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 ding. Exactly. See, that's exactly the point I'm trying to make. Exactly. That has been struck down now, my friends. That's what this is all about. It's, It's striking it down, you see. So you can't refuse to serve someone now you know oh you're baking a cake uh well you must do this and if you don't well we're going to persecute you and fine you one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars because it made these people start smoking again wow yeah really exactly well what about the um Gay men who went to a Muslim bakery and and the Muslim bakery refused to make them cakes. Oh, it doesn't apply to Muslims. Oh, they get an exemption. Oh, oh, okay, I I, I get it. Well, if the ACLU says this is good, I guess it must be good. Okay, so it's it's all right. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you get the point. That's what this whole thing is all about. You see. So. Moving on with the diatribe from the ACLU, the RFRA wasn't meant to force employees to pay a price for their employer's faith or to allow businesses to refuse to serve gay or transgender people or to sanction government-funded discrimination. In the civil rights era, we rejected the claims of those who said it would violate their religion to integrate. We can't let the RFA be used as a tool for a different result now. It's time for Congress to amend the RFRA so that it cannot be used as a defense for discrimination. Religious freedom will be undermined only if we continue to tolerate and enable abuses in its name. End of diatribe. In other words, the ACLU believes that the peyote-smoking Native Americans and beard-wearing Sikh men are practicing an acceptable degree of religious freedom. But the Christians that engaged in discrimination, and discrimination is bad. This seems like a funny place to draw the line, though. If religious freedom does not include the freedom for individuals to peacefully decline involvement in private commercial activities they find objectionable, it's a meaningless concept. So, the argument that a Sikh believer should be able to keep his beard in the army is very difficult to justify at least from a civil libertarian perspective, it's much more difficult to justify than the notion that Christian businesses should be free from the burden of covering medical expenses that violate their creeds. After all, serving in the army is not a right. The army is a government agency. 
But paying employees' medical expenses, on the other hand, is a voluntary private exchange that doesn't, or at least shouldn't, involve the state in any way. Are you getting it, my friends? Um, wasn't being a discriminating person a good thing not too long ago? Yes, yes, being a discriminating person was a good thing not that long ago, exactly. So, to be clear, your host here, I'm going to tell you, I side with the people of faith in both instances. In other words, it's level across the board. But should the ACLU, which risks becoming just another lefty organization, or maybe I should put that a little differently, which risks continuing to be just another lefty organization rather than a true defender of civil liberty as it continues to stray from the path of impartiality, an impartiality that, well, we know they never really had, my friends, but that's the whole point. Okay, now, related to this, my friends, very related, David Limbaugh, the brother of you-know-who, you know, Rush Limbaugh, wrote a very compelling essay, which is very much related to what I just talked to you about. And he starts out with that quote from Benjamin Franklin, a republic, if you can keep it, can we, will we, is the article's title. He said, and he starts out, of course, explaining that Benjamin Franklin emerging from Independence Hall at the close of the Constitutional Convention, and the lady comes up and asks him what kind of government had been formed, and he reportedly responded to Republic, if you can keep it. Well, Franklin's answer has always been interesting because it revealed that he well understood the profound difference between a pure democracy and a constitutional republic. But far more intriguing is that Franklin implied concern that the newly crafted scheme of government was hardly self-sustaining and ultimately vulnerable. See, he and the other framers understood that liberty was rare in world history. In fact, I would add, my friends, that the United States is the very first instance of government that presumes you, or used to, presume you to be free first. Much like that article I talked about a little while ago, where we should maybe consider a, our, a amendment to the Constitution, the right to be free from being prosecuted. Yeah. Because evidently people have forgotten it, right? But they understood that it would be no easy task to design a system that would both maximize and preserve said liberty. Now, until relatively recently, most Americans cherished the 
thought of the system precisely because it was you was past tense uniquely equipped to accomplish those purposes but that's not so sure anymore, and actually hasn't been sure for a very long time, my friends, because the framers established a federal government with sufficient power to ensure ordered liberty, but with a host of limitations on its power. You remember Barack talking about lamenting over the Constitution being a charter of negative liberties. Yeah, he looked at the constraints on government as negative liberties, that, that he had the liberty as government to do these things. And by golly, gee whiz, darn it, that co pesky Constitution and its negative liberties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the framers, you know, they understood this, and governmental power was divided between the federal government and the states. At least that's the way it was originally conceptual. And federal power was then divided among three branches that supposedly would each check encroachment by the others. And they set up a bicameral legislature to further diffuse the federal power, and eventually they drafted a Bill of Rights to expressly guarantee civil liberties against government intrusion and much more. And this system, when it was in place, was vastly superior to the celebrated, quote, democratic, end quote, systems of ancient Greece and the Roman Republic. It wasn't the first system to include popular participation in the decisions of government. It was unique because it was the first to impose significant limitations on government. And it is those limitations that when they're in place ensure our liberties. It is those limitations when they are in place that make made America the greatest nation in the world and the envy of all mankind. And it has been the deliberate erosion and destruction of those limitations that essentially threatens, well, he says David Limbaugh threatens to this day, I'm sorry, David, you haven't been paying attention. That happened in 1860, in the 1860s. Not today. You just haven't been paying attention. So, don't you see, Franklin knew as well as anyone the powerful safeguards he and the other framers had imposed to maximize and preserve liberty, and yet he knew that human nature was such that this system would still be vulnerable to abuse and attack, hence that saying, a republic if you can keep it. And we lost it, like I said, in the 1860s. Yep, gone. Bye-bye. So, no matter how ingeniously designed, the Constitution and laws are not immune from fascists who under fascists, you know, like Abraham Lincoln, who under color of law ignore their plain meaning. 
checks and balances ultimately break down if those wielding power twist, pervert, ignore, selectively enforce and flout the law, or as I talked about earlier in the show, promulgate over 300,000 regulations and laws that are not in the criminal code, but you will go to jail or prison over if you violate them. Yeah. This, this, my friends, is why character should matter. This is why morality is foundational to a government. Any system of self-governance, even one as glorious as ours was, ultimately depends on the honor of the people living under it. Anti-constitutionalists have chipped away and destroyed the integrity of the Constitution because they prefer the forcible imposition of their own values and agenda more than they cherish liberty. And we have one running for president right now, openly, open socialist, right now. Open socialist. Oh, yeah, he's on the Democrat ticket, but he's an open socialist. Hello. The process of dismantling our system has accelerated to alarming levels. It's reached a fever pitch as the puffed-up left is feeling its oats intoxicated by a bitter president anxious to exact revenge on the nation he obviously believes was born in hell. Why else? Would President B.O. have any hesitation in emasculating the Constitution and the rule of law when he resents its very formation and what it represents? Why would he protect our borders against illegal immigration when he doesn't believe in the system the legal immigration process is designed to promote, especially when changing the demographics? is virtually guaranteed to increase the power of the radical leftists. Hmm? So, don't expect to get through to people who, like B.O., believe America as founded is intrinsically unfair. But, here's the challenge, my friends. If you're a freedom lover, here's the challenge to consider that Obama and his band of leftists don't really care so much about things like expanding people's access to quality health care. They don't care about putting people back to work. They don't even care about harmony among the races. What do they care about? What they care about is consolidating their power and imposing their will. And they use these various hot-button causes to do so. They want to have it their way. And they're using the government in unprecedented ways to achieve it. Absolutely unconcerned about the destroyed liberties in their wake. They are showing their true colors as they freely trample on the Constitution and rule of law. And they are not only encroaching on what few liberties we still have, but they're openly trying to muzzle those that, like your host, try to expose it. After all, more and more people are starting to wake up to the extremism of the political left, which, incidentally, has taken firm control 
uh, you know where, in the Democratic Party, to the point, and the Republican Party, you know, where we have a whole bunch of undocumented Democrats running the Republican Party, to the point that pundits across the board are acknowledging that unapologetic socialist Bernie Sanders risks nothing in proudly advertising his socialist agenda to his base. In fact, his openness has forced Hillary to scramble even further leftward to compete with him. Yeah. So, we can only hope that freedom lovers and patriots, if they're still out there, will muster the same passion in defending this nation as those attacking it. I'm not holding my breath, but we can hope. And the first step is to recognize what's going on. You know, identify it, right? Is it possible that even some rank-and-file Democrats can set aside their allegiance to party affiliation long enough to open their eyes to it? I'm not going to hold my breath, but, you know, it's possible. You know, it's a long shot. But could at least those who would like to call themselves Republicans or conservatives, could they wipe the sleep out of their eyes and rise up in defense of liberty and this our rapidly disintegrating America? Could they? Again, my friends, I'm not holding my breath. Not at all. Because what have I just railed about for the past two hours? Let's go back to the beginning, shall we? All the way up to the top, yes, all the way up to the top, the dead white guy, quote, the government doesn't care about you or your children or your rights or your welfare or your safety. It's interested in its own power. That's the only thing, keeping it and expanding it wherever possible. And that's what you have today and have had in this country for a very, very long time. And that's why I rail against it on this show. Well, that concludes this edition of the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Until next week, my friends, unless the creek rises or they come and take me away again, my fellow Americans, keep your powder dry.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the three www.thepowerherbs.com. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
right, good evening, folks, and welcome once again to another edition of the Contenders for the Faith Radio Broadcast. I am Pastor Anthony Grissy, broadcasting to you live this July the 13th, and it's 2015, folks. That's right. Just want to make sure you get the year right about five minutes after the top of the hour. And it's uh, good to be on the air. We are a show that's dedicated to tackling controversy and conspiracy directly related to Christianity. And we do all this from a biblical perspective because we believe the Bible is our final authority in all matters of faith and practice. It's very, very important to us, folks. Um, I, I just I can't even comprehend walking through this life, and I'm not trying to be arrogant about it, but walking through this life without any true authority without any source of authority. I mean, you have the atheists and the agnostics, and they basically just say the, what our public schools have been spouting for years, and that is, you know, if it feels good, do it. And, of course, we know where that's taken us, where we're at right now. Recent street Supreme Court decision, on and on it goes. Um, I, I praise the Lord for the Word of God. The Bible says the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of earth. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. And um, that's a promise in the Word of God. That is a promise. Every word of God is pure in Proverbs chapter 30. And he is a shield unto them. Now here's the key. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. But there is no shield without the Word of God. The two go hand in hand. You can't have a shield without the Word of God. Because there's nothing to trust in. Yeah, that Bible is what teaches us what to trust in. You've got to have that book. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The Bible. And so we're a show that's dedicated to tackling all these things from a biblical perspective. Look, guys, we can, we can talk about revolution all right, and we can we can go back to history. We can we can talk about the Civil War. Um, we can talk about civil disobedience, and uh, we can talk about what to do when you get pulled over, and all that stuff. That's all well and good, but that only lasts for so long. The book is what's lasted forever, and if it's not in the book, then anything else outside of it is suspect. And I know that sounds narrow-minded. I know that sounds a little bit limited, but it's not. I mean, think about it. I'm, I'm trusting in something that was written by someone um, that created the universe. So it is all-encompassing, and it is inexhaustible. Love that Bible. Love that book. Trust that book. What does the book say? The Bible says, prove all things. Look, at, you get a charismatic... Uh, you get a charismatic... Um, uh, host or um, uh, celebrity, and uh, in today's society, that's that's good enough. But it doesn't matter how charismatic I am; I want you to prove all things by the book, by the Bible. So I I disagree with that. Uh, uh, in an upcoming show, I'm going to deal with um, alcohol and uh, whether or not a Christian should drink, and uh, what the Bible has to say about it. And I know that's going to be a controversial issue, but is the bottom line, somebody's going to step up and say, well, I, I just don't feel that's right, you know, you, you, you can't be so narrow-minded. Uh, uh, the book is, and um, if we follow each other's opinions, 
we follow each other's opinions, we're just going to be in a mess. And that's where most churches are. In fact, that's where most Christians are, quote-unquote. In a mess. Oh, they've got their little back 40, and they've got their little cave, and they've got their, their family nestled in safely with all their weapons and food storage, but they don't have fellowship. They don't have the preaching of the Word of God because they're going off their own opinions. You've got to be careful about that. And you know what they say about opinions, don't they? Don't you? That's right. They're like Everybody's armpits. got them. Everybody's got them, and most of them stink. Yep, yep. What in the world? How did you get on? You did not tell me you were coming on. I never got a call. Here I am. Uh, I'm supposed to blame you, by the way. That was the condition for getting on the air, so it's your fault. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I texted you, by the way. I just want you to know, I texted you. And yeah. no response. Well, you know what? I had a, I had an internet outage right until about eight oh three, and so there we go. Anyway, I'm on the air. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> now, all of our listeners, you just kind of hold on for a second while we we banter back and forth. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, you. The last time you sent me a text, it was the aliens stole my internet. Well, and yeah, uh, you know what? It's Time Warner Cable. I think it would be news if if the internet was on as opposed to Internet outages, but uh, that's a whole nother issue. Um, that's, yeah, that's the alien stole my Internet is as bad as the dog ate my homework. I say I said the alien stole the Internet. That's what you said. That was the text you gave me, man. That All right, folks, on, uh, next week's Contenders for the Faith, Pastor Anthony is going to prove his unproven assertion. By <laughs> posting to the chat room my text, but uh, I, I, I will do not it. recall saying that. I will show it to you, man. I will show it to you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Frank says you're a pastor. You're supposed to be able to believe you. You know, he's supposed to be able I'm to a pastor. You. I don't believe anybody. All right. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to have the main tower brain power, man. It's good to have Jason Burton all the way out there in Balmy, Indiana. And we're back on the air, folks. By the way, you can call in on the show, 1-800-932-1980. one 932 1980 And if you've got something to add to the topic of the hour, like whether or not aliens do steal internet, uh, you, um, you just go ahead and give us a call. We would love to hear from you. Jason, I think you hey mentioned man, this two weeks if, ago. If you would have seen what I've, I saw, you would have been... Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> Does that, doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> Sounds like one, one of our clips from the uh, Hatefulness Hour sound bit. Yeah. yeah, well, there's nothing new under the sun. Hey, before that's we right. get into the topic of the hour, of which I have absolutely no idea what it is, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm flexible. Um, I want to remind the listeners about the chat room at theamericanvoice.com. On the left-hand side, you go down a little bit, you see chat. You, uh, you can type anything you want in there. Uh, keep in mind there are going to be kids that are looking. But it's good to see Alien Pause 2 in there. Uh, I, I know I always pronounce these names wrong, but that's fine. 008KLM. And uh, Italiano, too, that's you. Pastor Mike LT's in there. Wayfarer, that's me. Uncle Nick is in there. And Spudman as well. So you definitely want to participate in the chat room that Frank has set up to go with the American Voice Radio Network. Very often, what is said on that chat room ends up making it onto the air. So it's a good way for you to participate as well as calling in. Well, okay. Um, hey, hey, and the Watchmen, while I was talking, just jumped in there, too. Good to see the Watchmen. Right. Woo! Good to see you, Watchmen. Okay. Um, Jason, I think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and uh, this was it was it was on the front page of the Drudge Report, and it just this is 
This is just that little bit of ridiculousness that we can't ignore. Do you see that taxpayers are spending $3.5 million to find out why lesbians are fat? This is where our government's gone, of course. The human health, uh, human, U.S. Health and Human Services, are, uh, they've been in a study for the last couple years to understand why lesbians are fat, and it has reached now 3.5 million. It started at 1.5. It's got to 3.5 million to date. And That's it? They said, <laughs> oh, and it's, not, it's not over yet. They said they're not going to stop until July of 2016. They're going to keep on with this study. This is what this is. At which point they will have enough in to get them all boats to go <laughs> sail on the uh, Lake Michigan during the summer. Um, it's all just a, it's all just a numbers game. <laughs> well, hey, is, hey I, I will bet that between us and one paragraph, we can solve the issue as to why lesbians are fat. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, Jason, even so far what they've come up with, they still have nothing conclusive. That's the sad thing about this. It's taken them several years. They still don't know why. Listen, you know why they don't know why? Because they're getting grants to do this. I'm telling you, seriously, if I was going to get a grant to do something, I'd be like, yeah, I haven't quite figured it out yet. Uh, You know, I need another 1.5 million bucks, and uh, we're that much closer, right? It's just a shell game. That's They're all it is. Eating it all. That's what it is. They're just eating it all. But uh, that ah. three point five million to find out why they're fat. I'll tell you why they're fat because uh, they had a problem before they quote unquote came out as lesbians. They couldn't find a guy, and uh, they've got what I know what they're going to say: low self esteem. And yeah, they're depressed. Uh, oh exactly. yeah. You know what? Anybody that lives in unrepentant abomination. Yep. is going to be depressed. They're not going to have a good life. It's not your best life now, right? So that's, right. Uh, that, that's the reason why. It's just it's purely because they can't stand themselves. That's why they're always looking for justification, by the way, is because they, they want everybody else to say that they're okay because they want that affirmation because they know that they're not. But yeah. they think yeah. they can get enough people to agree with their lifestyle that they're going to feel okay about that lifestyle, and they never Will that is a, uh, a rabbit that you chase until you die? If I mean, you need Jesus Christ. You don't need a study to tell you why you eat too much because you don't well, feel good about yourself. For half of 3.5 million, I'll even say that they do have low self-esteem just because. In fact, for a quarter of 3.5 million, I'll tell them what's wrong with them. But um, it's probably not going to happen. It is an ungodly lifestyle, and this is just – it's just it's the result of the ungodly lifestyle. And the world has told them, well, then get yourself a female partner, and uh, that will satisfy your uh, inner cravings and uh, the, the emptiness that you feel inside um, because you cannot settle it with uh, a man. That's interested in you, and it's just—it's a shame. It's just wickedness, it, and and sin—it rots the bones, it rots the, it, it ruins the health of a man, and it ruins the health of a woman, and um, it's it's sad that our government. But see, this is this is the result of walking away from the book. We lose common sense, and again, I've said this over and over and over again. I mean, you have to be dumber than a box of rocks to spend three point or one point or any money. To study why women are fat. First yeah, of all, any man has any sense at all. Let's just get away from that as quick as possible. <laughs> but you don't have to be dumb as a post 
or dumb as a box of rocks in order to be able to get somebody else to pay for that study so that you've got four years worth of work even though your degree wasn't in something that could make money. True. True. So there's so a genius in the pile. So who's, who, is, who is dumb as, bo- as a box of rocks? The one that are actually paying for it. The American That's taxpayer. Exactly right. That's exactly right. But can the Amer- American taxpayer do anything about it nowadays anyways? I mean, yeah, yeah, here's the sad yeah, thing. Yes, we, we think we can vote them out. The tree of liberty is, is watered with the blood of tyrants, yes. The American taxpayers can do something, but the will to do something is not there. Am I saying there should be a revolution? Nope, don't want my kids to go through it. What I'm saying is the taxpayer needs to repent and turn to God, in which case we will get the blessing of God back on this country. And that's the only way to do it is to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That's right. It, it's going to it's going to take revival, not an exorcism as the Roman Catholic Church is claiming, but uh, it is definitely going to take revival in this nation. Uh, speaking of the Roman Catholic Church, Jason, um, well, they'd know about demon possession. They're steeped in sure it. Sure would, sure would. But uh, did you notice in the news? And this is all over the web right now. Um, Pope Francis is just revealing his true colors, which we already knew this was going to be the case. But he is. Uh, uh, he's just ripping on uh, capitalism. I mean, ripping on capitalism. His speeches, according to one article, can blend biblical fury with apocalyptic doom, which is absolutely untrue. Pope Francis when did, not. When did he start using Bible for anything? Yeah, he's not using Bible question. at all. That's that's. But oh. this is the beginning of the article. So, um, but it says here, Pope Francis does not just criticize the excesses of global capitalism. He compares them to the dung of the devil. He does not simply argue that systemat, uh, let's see, systemic greed for money is a bad thing. He calls it a subtle dictatorship that condemns and enslaves men and women. Of course, he is making these speeches very interesting to. Um, farmhands to the very poor of the society, which would be pretty much everybody in South South America. But uh, anyways, he's, he's making the speeches, gearing it towards the poor in classic communist fashion. He's going to get them to ride this wave of revolution. Uh, we've always known, by the way, we've always known the Roman Catholic Church has been the father of communism, always has been, always will be. And so he's just, he's just revealing his true roots to uh, begin with, but, um, you know, I thought for a while, and I'll admit it, I thought for a while that the Roman Catholic Church was going to kind of fade from the scene. And now, our forefathers have always said that the Roman Catholic Church would be side by side with the Antichrist in the end times. And uh, then, of course, years ago, uh, several years back, the uh, we had a few uh, journalists that um, decided to buck up and expose the pedophilia that has been rampant in the Roman Catholic Church ever since its inception. Which, people, you got to understand, it did not start with Peter. It was never a true church, never, ever a true church. It started with Constantine. It was a corrupt system from the very get-go, and it just grew and grew and grew. And, uh, Jason, with all that he's been saying, with all the media attention, I'm, I'm starting to believe that uh, the Roman Catholic Church is going to be in the limelight during the end times. Uh, and this is just one of those examples. Now, hey, I, I don't mean to flip-flop, but it sure seems like they're back in the limelight and the power is growing. Of course, you know, this is hypocrisy on the Pope's part, you know, screaming at capitalism while sucking all the money out of the United States from its churches, which comes from capitalism. But, um, well, you never expect a communist to be consistent 
anyhow, let alone a religious communist. But this is very interesting. And they're not even denying that the church has, the Roman Catholic Church, is a, and has always been, a socialist entity. Well, they will, uh, he's lying through his teeth about about what he is and what his purpose is. I mean, oh, now, now he's coming out as an open communist. But one thing a Roman Catholic, uh, somebody in the priesthood has never had a problem with is lying when it's convenient. Of course. And so, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, Islam or uh, Mormonism. Um, you know, you look you look throughout history, and who are the ones that put all their doctrine out there out front? Well, it's the Baptists, right? And uh, and everybody else holds something back. Now, the Roman Catholic Church, get this, they this this guy, this pope is communist, yes, but he's only communist because he thinks that that will return power to the Roman Catholic Church. One thing you have to you have to understand about the Catholic Church, which I know you understand, Pastor, but maybe our listeners don't as much, is that they'll do anything and they'll morph to anything in order to maintain power or to gain power. And that's all he's doing right now. Now, um, what this does, it's very interesting for the Catholic Church, is it sets them up to be everything to everybody. It really does. Um, And, you know, they're doing this in a number of different ways, other than just blatant communism and trying to rile the... uh, the uh, commoners in the world, they're also doing things like uh, reaching out to the Muslims and having them in the Vatican. And so yeah. they, they they are trying to position themselves in the new world order uh, to be the religious organization that is the glue that holds it together. And I think I remember reading that somewhere. Well, and it, it our forefathers have, have – They've said that. Many of our forefathers have claimed this. Uh, when I say forefathers, uh, you know, um, many of our, our Baptist forefathers have claimed that it, John Bunyan was one of them. Um, he, he claimed the Pope would be, would be in the end times. He claimed that he would be an Antichrist, if not the Antichrist. And uh, listen to the article. It says here, many Catholic scholars would argue that Francis is merely continuing a line of Catholic social teaching that has existed for more than a century and was embraced even by his two conservative predecessors, John Paul II and Benedict. Um, Don't they always do that, though? They will make a fundamental change in in Roman Catholicism, like Vatican II or something like that. They'll say, well, this is just really how we've always done it. And they'll say it in the face of reality. Oh, we have always been for people having the Bible. (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? You lie. And that's because their father is Satan, who is a liar. And he is the father of lies. And that is the father of the Roman Catholic Church. Absolutely. And so you keep those things in perspective whenever you hear uh, Pope Frank speak. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Frank. Oh. Uh, Francis, you know, Frank, Francis. short for Francis. Yeah, yeah. anyway, Pope, sorry. Pope Francis. Well, yeah, <laughs> didn't even deserve the title, I guess, but uh, um, it's not his real name. Um, I was actually working this uh, past week with a, uh, a Mexican. Um, he, he's a citizen, but uh, he, he was raised in Mexico. And, you know, of course, we, I try to I try to every opportunity when I'm on the job, try to open up a door, look for an open door to witness to the guys that I'm working with. And uh, got an opportunity with this guy, and he started talking about his church, the Roman Catholic Church, being a good Mexican. He's a good Roman Catholic. And uh, he said, you know, I just, I just have a couple problems with him. You know, I was raised Catholic, born a Catholic. You know, I'm going to die a Catholic, but I do have a few problems. Problems. And I say, what is that? And, and this is interesting. He says, well, they don't want us to read the Bible. And, uh, I mean, I was surprised at how, how just blatant, blatantly honest he was. 
You know, most Catholics right. don't even want to say that. They, just, they don't want us to read the Bible. He says they, they take everything they can from us. They have no problem taking our money. He says it's just money, 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 money. They, and and yep. yet he says they really don't give that much. They don't give that much back, and they don't want us to read the Bible. I said, don't you think that's a problem? And uh, he says, well, you know, I, I don't like it, but um, I can read the Bible. And I said, well, why would you give them a pass if they won't let you read the Bible? That's, and that's what I don't get. Hey, here's the Pope. Um, it's deception, of course, but the Pope even apologized. Uh, he apologized for Spanish colonialism uh, and, you know, the uh, 15th, 16th century um, and you, and you can read that. That wasn't colonialism. It was the Inquisition moving to South America. That's all it was. All right, and it was brutal. It was. It was just. It was ugly. Uh, it was greed. It was all about money. And you notice any of the, the the Spanish conquistadors that went over? They were all staunch Roman Catholics, and they were going for gold. It had nothing to do with God. And if you didn't bend to the Roman Catholic will, you were going to die. And you might just die anyways, even if you did bend. Just because they gotta have blood, you know. That's it's that's 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 why our forefathers believed that the Roman Catholic Church uh, was that mother harlot of abominations uh, in the Book of Revelation, because she's drunken with the blood of the saints. And this church has, and I hate to call it a church, but it has fit the description through the years, and still fits the description even to this day. But he, he'll come out and say, "Well, I'm sorry, we should have done something." You know, they they do flip-flop, man. They know how to play the political game during World War II. They uh, they hid Jews just in case Adolf Hitler lost, because Adolf Hitler was a Roman Catholic. Uh, he would the, the Pope would have sided with him if he had won, and then they would have they would have. They would have uh, upheld a, a doctrine that they've held for years and years, and that is the Jews were to be exterminated. And they most certainly would exterminate them if they had the opportunity, along with Christians too. Well, here's an interesting thing also about the Catholic Church, is that they're the original liberals. So while they're in, uh, not in power, they play the victim, right? Oh, the poor Catholic Church, we're so poor. Yeah. Oh, all of you rich people, you're so mean to the poor people of this world. Uh, Pope Francis came out and said that a while back, and it's like, uh, guy, you're sitting on billions of dollars right now, literally yep. sitting on billions of dollars in the Vatican basement, and you're gonna, uh, and you're gonna get on to everybody about being rich. Um, boy, that's that's real rich. But then when they're in it power, is. they'll be oppressive, and so they know how to play that game. They're not in yep. power; they're victims. They're in power; they're oppressive. Who does that sound like? How about the uh, typical American liberal of the 21st century? And so uh, maybe that's why they get along so well. You know, the Catholic Church has been all things to all men um, while they have not been in power. But once they're in power, you're going to see persecution again. And I believe in third world countries that's still going on. I mean, they won't even let they, – they essentially have taken the Bible out of the hand of the Mexican. That's right. That's what, Well, they've been doing that for years. I mean, and we're talking, you know – Hundreds and hundreds of years, and they still don't want you to read the Bible. I, I, I've mentioned this on our show before. Um, I had a running debate going with uh, one of our local uh, Catholic educators in town. He was furious with Jack Chick gospel tracts, and he said, you know, always pushing the Bible. He says, I, he says the Bible cannot be trusted. He says the church. Those were his words, Jason. The church 
is the only thing that should be trusted. Well, here's the church in Revelation 17, verse 5. And upon her forehead was the name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Jason, they, the, church, the Roman Catholic Church doesn't even deny the Inquisition. And why would they? Nope. They just keep doing what they've been doing for the last two thousand, or well, about seventeen hundred years, persecuting the saints and uh, trying to get political power. All right, That's folks, right. this is the Contenders for the Faith Radio broadcast. And uh, hey, you've been through the first half of the broadcast, and it went really quickly. This is a direct order. Stay tuned through the break. We've got lots more coming up after the break. And uh, also jump in that chat room while you have the opportunity. TheAmericanVoice.com. Click on chat. Jump in there. We'll see you on the other side of the room.
Contenders for the Faith Radio broadcast. I'm Jason Burton, and broadcasting out of stormy Union City, Indiana. Actually, we're between storms right now. A tornado watch has just been issued for Randolph County, where I'm broadcasting out of. And uh, so if you hear a strange sound like a train whistle and uh, you don't hear me anymore, you know what happened. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss that if that happens. You can say, I was on the radio, or I was listening to the radio when that happened. But I'm here, of course, always with Pastor Anthony Grissy in the big squeaky chair, the uh, mega church pastor of Payson, Arizona, uh, flanked by the Cedars of Lebanon with the Library of Alexandria behind mm-hmm. his desk. And mm-hmm. uh, does, your, does your chair squeak? Let me see. Hold on. Yes, it yep. still does. Sure does. Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> I hear it. So anyway, I have an announcement to make at the very beginning okay. of the second half of the broadcast here. Go ahead. I'm, I am running for the Republican nomination for president. It has now been uh, announced on social media, on Twitter, and also on the American Voice Radio Network on the air. So I just wanted to make that announcement here. And uh, as my first campaign promise, I promise I will cut the presidential travel by 10% by the end of my first term. All right. All right. Well, that's, um, that's, that's a good start. Um, I, you know, since, since you're, Oh no, I'm sorry. That was the vacation budget. So, Oh, well, since you're running for president, I have a few questions for you. No, I'm not Uh, running for president. I'm running for the Republican nomination. Oh, okay. You just want the Republican. So you don't want to be president. One step at a time. But no, I don't really want to be president. I just want to be the Republican nominee. 
um, and then the book deals and the uh, you know television spots and the speaking fees and everything. I get all that without having to actually do any of the work. So okay, okay, I get you. All right. Well, yeah. so if you're running for the Republican nomination, then I've got a few questions for you. Sure, go ahead. All right. This is the first time you've ever interviewed a a candidate. Yeah, and right here on the yeah. American Voice Radio Network. This this is good PR. It's good press for our show, and uh, it's good press for you running for the Republican nomination. What is your if if you get nominated as the Republican candidate, who will be your running mate? Uh, I'm not going to have one because I think okay. I can do it all myself. Not actually running for president. Um, I that would just be sharing you know time. Maybe if there's somebody that uh, I like a lot that I think could use some of the taxpayer money that'll be funneled my direction, then uh, you know maybe they could be my running mate. It's going to be a brutally honest campaign, by the way. All right. As I was saying, apparently somebody didn't like my announcement that I'm running for the Republican nomination uh, for president of the United States. No, I'm not actually running for president of the United States. I just want the Republican nomination. As I was saying, it looks like I've got a few voters in the chat room right now. Uh, A few things that I will bring to uh, being president. First of all, I will be sure that I don't just reward the few um, I will actually reward everybody that gives to my campaign. And so I just wanted, you know, equal rights, equal time, that kind of thing. Um, so I don't believe that Pastor Anthony Garissi is on the air right now, so we will just continue on because <laughs> now I've got the whole thing to myself. I love it when a plan goes well. All right, folks, well, we were talking about going into the break. We were talking about the Catholic Church and the blinders that it has put upon uh, its adherence and whether it's been forcible or not, and uh, the different things that they've done throughout history. One thing you have to realize about uh, religion in general is that the Catholic Church has two authorities, and it actually only really has one authority, and that is the tradition of the Church itself. It will not go back to Scripture unless Scripture benefits them. So what they'll tell you about your Bible, if you are a Catholic and you're listening to this broadcast right now, they will tell you that your Bible is not reliable unless it, it, you take the tradition of the church as authoritative over the Bible. 
And so when it comes to actually arguing with Catholics about their religion, it's very difficult to do because we don't have the same authority. Now, they claim to be Christians. They claim to have a Bible, especially American Catholics, because American Catholics wouldn't let the Catholic Church get away with what the Catholic Church has done, for instance, in South America or in Africa or in Asia, um, where they have essentially withheld uh, information and kept people in the dark as much as they can. And if you tell some, if you tell an American that they can't have something, then what is the first thing that they're going to do? They're going to go out and get it, right? And so they actually have allowed and have promoted the Bible, their own version of the Bible that are, that it teaches penance and things like that, so that their people would be satisfied in America, and so that there wouldn't be a bunch of people saying, "Hey, listen, you can't keep that from us," and go somewhere else for their religion. You see, it's just big business trying to keep people in the seats. And so how do they do that with the Americans? Well, uh, not very well. What they do is they go to these third world countries and they take the Bibles away and they threaten them with all sorts of bad things in this life and the next, especially in places where they have absolute power. They uh, get into the political structure of a country and they take over that country and then they persecute people who do not agree with them. One of the things the Baptists had to go through during the 15th and 16th century was the Spanish Inquisition. And as a matter of fact, Baptists suffered most of anybody under that Spanish Inquisition. So there were things such as, uh, as, such as being put in a dungeon and starved to death. Um, they would actually bury people alive. You can read all about these things in books like Martyr's Mirror, and uh, and a number of other ones that have been written, um, would they ever do that again if they got into power? Well, that's a good question, and I think one time we or sometime we are going to find out. Right now, it's very convenient for them to have political sway around the world and to be increasing their influence and trying to look like some sort of victim uh, and promoter of social causes. This great uh, this great change that has gone on within the Catholic Church. I'll say this, if you are a Catholic and you are still in this church, even with, uh, quote-unquote, church, even with everything that has happened and everything that has changed, you ought to think about looking somewhere else for the truth. Because once you start to get into the history of this thing, and once you realize that it so accurately represents Mystery Babylon in the book of Revelation— then you will want to run for your life. But here's the deal. You've got to run for your life to the truth, which is putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ according to the Scriptures. Repent and believe and turn to Christ who made the payment for all of your sins. Now, the Catholic Church right now, it's convenient for them to be communists. And so that's what they are. But who knows what they, it'll be convenient for them to be next. There is so much going on right now, folks, in this country today with the uh, – with the. it used to be a gradual bleeding away of our freedoms. Now it seems like they're taking giant leaps toward enslaving us as a country. But, folks, we have got to, as born-again Christians, we have got to turn to God in all of this and ask him what he would have us to do. I believe with all of my heart that the Bible, when it tells us to go – to the, to the ends of the earth, teaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in Matthew 28 and Mark 16, that we are to do so, and that that is our first duty 
here on earth in our service to God. Now you say, well, I, I want to get involved in the politics. I want to do all of this, and that's fine. That's fine. You can do that. But if you're neglecting your first duty, and that's to tell others about the salvation that you have, you're neglecting the one thing that can change our country. You say, well, I'm going to take up arms against this country. Well, you don't have Tomahawk missiles. You don't have cruise missiles. Oh, yeah, but uh, you know, all it took was a handgun during the, the French resistance. Well, that may be so, but here's the fact. That you can defend yourself, uh, attempt to defend yourself against unseen threats from the sky, whether it's drones or whatever, but the fact is one day you will face death. That is incontrovertible, for it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. You can fight all you want in this life. You can, uh, you can defend your property. You can defend your freedom, which you ought to. But my question now turns to, what about after you've passed off this scene? What about after everything that has gone down, down here has gone on, and then you stand before God, and he asks you to make a defense of why you sinned against him, the holy judge of the universe. What are you going to say? You're standing before the great white throne. Well, you think God is going to put all your good stuff on one side and all your bad stuff on the other, and if the good stuff outweighs the bad stuff, then he's going to let you in the pearly gates and Peter's going to sign off on it? Well, if you believe that, you've been sold a bill of goods. The Bible says that we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. We will all be held accountable for our sin before a holy God. And what are you going to tell him in that moment? Are you going to tell him, well, I tried my best? He will say, your best is not good enough because the penalty and the wages of sin is death. Therefore, you will be consigned to death for all of eternity in the lake of fire. You say, well, you're just a radical uh, preacher there talking about these things. And I'm telling you the truth, though, from the Word of God. Because the Bible tells you and tells me that the ultimate destination for murderers and liars and thieves and all of us are each one of these things in our hearts is an eternity in the lake of fire. What will you tell God? I was meeting with a a Catholic uh, priest a while back. His name was Tom, Father Tom. And I was able to stand up and talk to him about uh, about his soul. I knocked right on the rectory door, and he answered the door. And I, I asked him if he knew Jesus Christ as his Savior and was able to give him the gospel. And I asked him this question, and he could not answer it. He had no answer for it. He was the leader of the Catholic Church in this area in which we were in. And I asked him this. I said, Tom, when you're standing before God with nothing of this earth around you, just you and God, and he says, Tom, what do you have to say for yourself? What are you going to tell God as to why you were a sinner and how you've tried your hardest to try to get your right with God? No, it's not going to happen because he's a holy God. What must you do then? You have to have an advocate with the Father. You know, Jesus Christ 
died on that cross that you hear so often preached on this broadcast and on this show and on Pastor Mike's show. He died on that cross for your sins so that he might take your place uh, and accept upon himself the wrath of a holy God for the judgment of your sin. Jesus Christ himself hanging on that cross that said rightly that he had our sin on his mind and he had you dear sinner, on his mind as he hung there and suffered the agonies of, of, of eternity, of eternal punishment upon his own body as he was broken and bruised for our iniquities and his stripes were across his back and across his forehead as he had his side pierced and as he was taken down from that cross and as he was laid in that tomb and raised himself up again the third day, he had you on his mind. Amen. 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 You're on. I'm with you. I'm on. I'm on. But I didn't want to interrupt you because you were running so well. That's the best Republican nomination uh, speech I've ever heard. Amen. Amen. One thing I will not do as a Republican nominee, I will not make any push to make people believe the way that I believe. That's right. Baptists have historically held that all men ought to have the right to the dictates of their own conscience before God. But you know what? The left doesn't want us to be that way. You know what? These Presbyterians don't either, or the Reformers, any of these guys. They want to force everybody to try to believe the way they do. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Well, the the Reformers uh, never really let go of the Roman Catholic Church completely. They still hold on to just a little bit of their theology and you know and that is uh conversion by force and uh you know state church uh, we need enough uh, christians in office so that we can finally turn the tide and so on and so forth so uh, what happened man did your I, internet connection the, just drop the aliens it was stole the alien. my internet Speaking of alien, he just jumped back in the chat room. Um, uh, we do have a few minutes, folks, if you want to jump in the chat room. That's at yeah. theamericanvoice.com. Well, so. By the way, folks, I just texted Jason the quote from the text he sent me on April, what was it, April the 7th or something like that? Or not April the 7th, but July the 7th. Um, July the 6th, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Uh that the aliens stole your internet, and just just as I was gloating, see that's the problem. Pride goeth before a fall, and just as I was gloating, saying, "Oh, I'm going to show him right now," and uh, then the aliens stole my internet. But you right know, after I see that, oh my boy, I wish I could put that in the chat. That is too funny. Uh, but you were running so well, man. I didn't I didn't want to interrupt you. That, that's good preaching right there. You know what the sad thing is is a lot of Christians have adopted this idea that hell really isn't real, uh, either on purpose in their theology or they have adopted it by action. And. Uh, that that's yeah, what breaks sure. my heart the most. I mean, you know, the Seventh Day Adventists, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they all they they all teach this idea that hell is a Roman Catholic doctrine, and just because the Roman Catholics have adopted hell as their as a part of their as their theology, they've also adopted purgatory too, guys. I was going to so say they, they really even modified right. it. That's the thing. Yeah, but just because they did doesn't necessarily mean that this was a Roman Catholic doctrine. That's that argument is about as. Um, 
it is about as biblical as the argument that Sunday services are also a Roman Catholic uh, uh, dogma. It's it's not true, guys. It never has been. That's just been pushed by Seventh-day Adventists and Ellen White and several others that are still holding on to the law and can't figure out the difference between Old and New Testament. But um, all you know that aside, if yeah. they're holding on to the law in order to justify themselves before God, then yes. they need Jesus Christ as their Savior. They're not saved. The Bible is very clear. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. That's true. That's true. But I'll tell you this, Jason, that this idea of adding uh, works or adding the law to our salvation in Christ is nothing new, because they were doing it back in Acts chapter 15. So it's an old, it's an old false teaching that has held for many, many years, and the church actually had to get together and clarify some things, the Apostle Peter, James, uh, and the Apostle Paul, and uh, they clarified that you cannot, you cannot put on the people something that the fathers could not do in the Old Testament. They couldn't keep the law. We can't right. keep the law. And it's it was as the, simple as that. It was the Judaizers that were the first ones to do it. You read through the book of Galatians, you get a real clear picture of the struggle there, um, sure. how the Judaizers wanted to come in and to implement the law. And actually, it's all over the New Testament, but... Sure. Uh, to where they wanted to require circumcision, where they required strict adherence to all of the all of the laws, and I'm afraid that a lot of people go that direction. But really, if you believe that there is anything that you can do to justify yourself before God, then Christ isn't who he said he was, the justifier of us That's by right. his hanging on the cross of Calvary. Now, Christ himself exactly right. said in Luke chapter 12 and verse 5 regarding hell, he said, But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Now, I want everybody that heard me preaching, listen to this verse, and then, Pastor, I'm going to give you the rest of the show practically, unless you ask me a question, um, because I took so much of it. But uh, he says, But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. He said that twice to fear God, because God has the power to cast those into hell that do not receive Jesus Christ as their as their savior. Well, and of course we can uh we could couple that with Luke chapter 16 where Jesus Christ explicitly describes uh the torments of hell and uh the, again the Seventh-day Adventists would like to argue that that is merely a um figurative yeah, it's figurative or a parable and what have you. But that's, right. it just wouldn't make sense, guys. First of all, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense that that would be a parable. Why would he describe some sort of figurative thing that does not exist? And how would that in any way help us? But again, when you're following a religion based on the, um, the headless rantings of a woman, and I say headless in a spiritual sense, all right, Ellen White, then what else can you expect? But uh, that makes no sense. Also, the fact that Jesus Christ names names, he's very specific about this place called hell. But another thing that Seventh-day Adventists want to do, Jason, is they, they want to add something else, and they, 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 they believe that uh, if we take the mark of the beast, that we're on our way to hell, which I don't disagree with because that is mentioned in Scripture, but they believe that the mark of the beast is the Roman Catholic, what they call, teaching of meeting on Sundays for services. And the reason why I bring that up is just all it's doing is diminishing the actual teaching of the gospel and the teachings of hell itself. All right? None of that stuff is, is, is biblical. It's not even remotely biblical. It's, it's foolishness. What is truth is what Jason's been saying, and that is 
the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the only thing that saves, plus nothing. And it's so simple, and yet because of our pride, we will not accept it, and we will literally tempt fate. We will take a chance at an eternity in hell, resting on our own good works. The Bible says, uh, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If there's anything that you can boast, well, I kept the Sabbath, and therefore I did not take the mark of the beast, so therefore I'm not going to be uh, eliminated in, uh, uh, through annihilation, because they don't, they don't believe in, uh, in eternity in hell. Um, if you can boast on that, you don't, uh, you're, you're not boasting in the right things. It should be Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, and you are facing an eternity, an eternity in hell. That is simply the bottom line. And, and I made this statement, Jason, and that is Christians either don't believe in hell literally, or they don't believe in hell by action. And when I say by action, they don't grasp the reality of hell enough to where it changes them. You know, we expect that people will get saved so they don't go to hell. By the way, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Um, but we want other people to change, but it should change believers. In fact, it should make us better believers in Christ. It should make us better Christians. Because when we see a man in hell, he becomes, in Luke chapter 16, a better Christian than any believer I know. If he had the opportunity, he would be the greatest soul winner around. He would ha I mean, it, there, there'd be no stopping him. And I'd have to say, if we truly grasp the reality of hell, there'd be no stopping us. Speaking of not stopping someone, Melissa Roxanne comes up next with New World Order Info. You don't want to miss it. See you next week. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. 
Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
All right, welcome to New World Order Info. And I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, July 13, 2015. And we do have a pretty brand new show. Um, this week will be the the second time for that show, and it's called Condition Critical. And uh, that will air tomorrow at 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific time. And if you've listened to Frank's show, you've probably heard the host of that show, Jay, Jay from Washington, call in. So uh, he's a frequent caller into Frank's show. And so now he has his very own show, and he's a longtime um, chat room regular. So we're very happy to have him on AVR. So definitely check out his show and listen to the archives if you have not yet had a chance to hear his show. And you can always check out our audio archives. I know my show was updated uh, recently, so my last show, if you missed it, is in the archives if you'd like to get it now. And there, it's going to be shorter than usual because we had some technical problems, but all the dead air was taken out because uh, the computer was locking up when some videos were trying to be played. I don't know why it happened. It shouldn't have happened. Um, Frank doesn't know why, and I don't know why. But anyway, so he removed all that dead air. And uh, so it was about the Charleston, South Carolina, I believe, you know, fake shooting, drill, etc. at that AME church in Charleston. And I had him play some videos, although a lot of them wouldn't play. Some of them did. And I gave out the channel that those videos were from on YouTube, which Frank and I really like that channel. I found it recently, and um, it's called Red Silver J. So if you type in red, like the color red, R-E-D, silver, like the color silver, and then J, like for John, Red Silver J, just a letter J at the end, all one word. Um, you type that into a search engine and then type YouTube after that. You'll probably be easily led to his channel or one of his videos, and then you can just click on um, the name of his channel to get to it. And So anyway, um, it's a black man, and he, he, everything I've seen so far, you know, is, is very much the kind of things that I'm into and that you will hear on AVR. And he exposes, you know, these fake shootings and false flags and things like that. And, you know, the actors that are used in these. And he did it for the South Carolina shooting. And, um, you know, he, he talks about a lot of other things on his channel, too. But I've mainly watched those South Carolina clips. And he has one that's about, I think, 50 something minutes, maybe 53 minutes long, where he put all of his different videos together about the Charleston uh, fake shooting and all that. So 
So if you want to see them all, that's a good way to see them all, is just to watch that long version. But anyway, so that's the name of his channel, and he also has another, I believe it's his channel. I know his videos are on there, and it's called Team Wake um, Up, like W-A-K-E, and then E-M for them, short version of them, Team Wake um, E-M Up, U-P. So that's his other channel, I believe, on YouTube. Um, and so he's got a whole lot of videos on there, hundreds of videos that he's made, and he's, he's an entertaining person, he'll make you laugh, and, and yet he makes great points, and, you know, exposes the truth, so I can't say, you know, I agree with everything, you know, and that goes for anybody that I might tell you about, but, or their side or videos, and like I say, I've only seen, you know, certain videos of his, but, hey, I saw a couple on Alex Jones. I saw one that had a congresswoman, I believe, from South Carolina, and she was totally hysterical, <laughs> calling for the, the flag, you know, the Confederate battle flag to be taken down, which they just did, I believe, I think today. Um, so they took that flag down. And so she's up there get, being hysterical in front of everybody, and there's that clip. Um that aired on Good Morning America, I think. And another clip there on Good Morning America with Stepanopoulos. And, um, you know, they're talking about the flag and they're talking about, you know, they have a black reporter standing outside saying, you know, I stood out here years ago and I never thought they'd take this flag down and all this kind of junk. And they've pulled Dukes of Hazard reruns. They're no longer going to air, you know, on uh TV, TV Land, you've probably heard about that, and they actually filmed that show near where I grew up, and I'm no hick, but hey, um, anyway, you know, you can disagree, but, so yeah, they filmed that show very close to where I grew up, and they filmed part of it in the county where I grew up, even at the jail that was there, and I had a relative who was a deputy at the jail and stuff. My school was right across the street. So, anyway, um, so they pulled that show, and there's just all this kind of craziness about the whole flag issue. And I did see some good stuff, though. Um, I think it was at a high school. I forget exactly where. I don't know if it was South Carolina. It probably was, but I'd have to look it up. But anyway, they uh, this student who was a male he had a, a confederate flag in his truck or a couple of them I think and they took his flags out of his truck I believe and said you know he couldn't have those up anymore and he was not happy about that at all and the next day they had a whole lot of kids that go to the school and maybe people in the town I don't know they were kind of driving around with their flags, you know, and stuff, and, you know, waving them out the window, whatever. So they were basically saying, and he won because the school said they weren't going to make him take his flags down after all. So people stood up for what's right, and, you know, like I know Frank told me, he he thinks that that whole thing with the the uh, Confederate flag, which he pointed out on Al Adams' show, is 
really a battle flag, the Confederate battle flag. And he said that it's just because, you know, it's, it's, it's because they don't want us to rebel against tyranny, basically. That's, that's what the whole thing with the flag being taken down is about. So, you know, they're using the whole race card, slave type thing. But anyway, that's what it's really about, he thinks, and I agree. And a lot of other people agree, I'm sure, out there. I know I saw an article. I just saw the headline, but um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think who wrote it. Anyway, it was an article, Chuck Baldwin, that was it. He wrote with a similar theme. So, um. Okay, so anyway, that's my show last week. If you want to listen to that, it's in the archives now. It's been updated. And so I thought tonight I would give you some information. And this is about RFID chips and microchipping and and this kind of thing. So I'll start out with that anyway and, and move on maybe to some related matters. Okay, so... Electronic tagging is one thing, but a microchip designed to capture your soul? The government may be planning to microchip prisoners against their will. But did you know Big Brother is developing a chip that will play back your entire lifetime's experiences on screen? And this article is actually about a little over three years old. And another thing is they don't tell us what they have. You know, when when they do roll something out and let us know they have it or they're going to have it, they've probably had it for 50 or 100 years or more, maybe longer. So, you know, they may say they're developing something, but I believe they have the ability to do all this stuff. They have been doing it for years. Okay, so here's the article. News that the British government is planning to tag prisoners with radio frequency identification chips, RFID chips, was met last year with instant opposition from probation officers and civil rights lawyers, and rightly so. And that would have been, they said last year, last year would have been 2011, because this was written in May of 2012. Okay. Government plans to implant the RFID chips without prisoners' consent would, in any circumstance, be deemed an illegal act. It would also, of course, create a major moral dilemma. And here's a quote. If the Home Office doesn't understand why implanting a chip in someone is worse than an ankle bracelet, said Shami Chakrabarti of the civil rights group Liberty, they don't need a human rights lawyer. They need a common sense bypass. So that was his quote. And Harry Fletcher, Assistant General Secretary of the National Association of Probation Officers, had this to say about the no-brainer scheme. Quote, Knowing where offenders like pedophiles are does not mean you know what they are doing. Treating people like pieces of meat does not seem to represent an improvement in this system to me. End quote. While no one is querying the need for some form of electronic tagging system as a means to help reduce overcrowding in prisons, 
The present system of wearing ankle bracelets is at least non-intrusive and temporary. One would assume a chip is rather more permanent. It is also more revealing about the person in whom it lives and beeps. And they're saying no one is querying the need for some form of electronic tagging system as a means to help reduce overcrowding in prisons. I don't agree with that. I don't think it's necessary. And if they didn't use it years ago, why do they need to use it now, you know? Um, and as far as overcrowding in prisons, it seems like they just let out the most violent criminals, the worst ones that murder people, that rape and do all these violent crimes. And then the ones that should be in prison, um, you know, like those types, they, they let them out. And then the ones that are in prison are in prison for menial crimes, like things that they shouldn't even be in prison for, like smoking marijuana and things like that, you know. Um, or other very menial crimes. And then you have the real criminals running the whole world. And they hardly ever do any time. And when they do, you know, it's a country club type place. With very low security and really good, you know, benefits for them. Okay, so here we go back to the article. It is also more revealing about the person in whom it lives and beeps. So it's more revealing than those ankle bracelets that are temporary and non-intrusive. The RFID chip the government still plans to introduce will, for example, contain the person's name, address, criminal record, and no doubt some form of biometric ID print as well. So biometric fingerprints probably or something like that, handprint, who knows. No escaping that, which would have your fingerprints on it. If the person is ever arrested, re-arrested actually, a simple scan will reveal their entire lifetime's misdemeanors and felonies, of course. They're not saying that, but they're saying misdemeanors. If not, their entire lifetime's experiences, period. Which brings us to the Soul Catcher 2025. As long ago as 1995, British Telecom announced it was developing a memory chip designed to capture a person's entire lifetime's experiences. Implanted behind the eye, British Telecom said the chip would record the person's thoughts, feelings, and memories and store them in digital form. British Telecom, also known as BT for short, confirmed the chip would be ready for use by the year 2025, hence the name Soul Catcher 2025. I believe they already have this in use and they have for some time. That's my belief. Okay, so back to the article. According to the literature available at the time, the Soul Catcher 2025 chip was being designed to attach directly to the optical nerve where it would store incoming sensory impulses that could then be downloaded and played back on a computer. 
Alternatively, the impulses could be implanted in someone else's brain. So the kind of things that you're being shown on sci-fi, you know, movies or series or what have you, maybe video games or in books or whatever, you know, that you think is just crazy way out, you know, just a movie, whatever, um, you know, or someone's, you know, imagination, they're doing these type of things. I believe they're, they've been doing them and they're just now, you know, barely telling people because most of the people haven't gotten the memo that they're doing this kind of thing or that they're going to do it, you know, they're planning on doing this in this kind of great detail. I mean, yeah, we know what the Bible tells us about the mark of the beast and all that and people are going to be lining up and getting the mark of the beast in their right hand or in their forehead. Maybe if they don't have a hand or something like that, I don't know why it would be also put in the forehead, but that's what the Bible tells us. So this article here is going into great detail, and most of you probably have never heard about this kind of thing, you know, in such great detail, and how they're telling us all the things they can do. They can record a person's thoughts, feelings, and memories, and store them in digital form. And capture a person's entire lifetime's experiences. So what do y'all think about that? That is that is extremely a very bad thing, I believe. And also, they can download those, play it back on a computer, store these things on a computer, and they can also uh, store and put and implant these sensory impulses into someone else's brain. I believe they can store everybody's memories, put it on the computer chip, upload that to a computer, then they can, you know, put that into anybody's body. They could put it into a clone. They could put it into a robot. You know, that's their plan, too. That's part of their plan by 2045 or sooner. We'll talk about more on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of New World Order Info on AmericanVoiceRadio.com.
Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
right, welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen and check out our new show that airs on Tuesdays, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to me live anyway. So that will be Tuesday, July 14th. Um, Condition Critical, I'm sorry, is the name of the show, and it is hosted by the frequent caller in chat room regular Jay from Washington. That's what he's always said when he called in, Jay from Washington. So that's who you'll hear with his brand new show. It'll be the second time he's been on the air with his own show. And that will be tomorrow, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific time. So check that out. And you can also listen to the show if you missed it in our audio archives. And you can listen to all of our shows. And if for some reason they're not updated or something, you could always, you know, email Frank or come to the chat room and ask him because sometimes something happens and something goes wrong and there may have been some kind of you know, fluke or error or whatever. Um, or he sometimes he hasn't gotten to it yet because, you know, it may be the show just aired or something like that. So, you know, he's not always able to get them up there immediately because he's busy doing a lot of stuff. So, anyway. Um, but then when I noticed my show hadn't been updated, it was because he had to edit it and take out a bunch of dead air and then he forgot to upload the the new version, so he did that, so it's up there now if you wanna if you wanna download that and you always need to rename our shows when you do download them to your own hard drive to listen at your convenience because the show is going to be named the same thing week after week or twice a week, however often the show airs. So when the new show is uploaded again to our audio archives, if you don't change the name of it on your computer once you download a particular show um, when Frank uploads that new show for whatever show that is he's going to name it the same as he named the last show for that particular show so you just need to rename it you can just right click with your mouse usually and choose save target as if you're using um, I think Internet Explorer would work doing that or whatever Firefox you know etc so, um, you know, just rename it when you save it and when you download it. And that way you're not going to lose that particular show on your hard drive. And I, if it's my show, you know, I try to always say the date after every break and in the beginning of my show. Some people do that at the beginning of their show. Um, they usually don't do it at every break. But I do it just in case you may have missed, you know, part of the show or something and you want to know when... The show originally aired, and so, anyway, you could always, you know, listen to it ahead of time, get the date if you can, and then put the name of the show in the date, or whatever. So, just be sure and rename the show so you don't lose the show, um, and so that the new show, you know, isn't the one that you hear when you wanted to listen to the old show, or whatever, and maybe save it for, who knows, forever. Um, okay, so I'm going to get back into this article, and it's about 
RFID, radio frequency identification chips, and soul catcher, and that's S-O-U-L, soul catcher, C-A-T-C-H-E-R, 2025. Okay, so we, we learned that the British government... This this was in 2012, this article came out. They're planning to tag prisoners they claimed back then with RFID chips. And that was met in 2011 with instant opposition from probation officers and civil rights lawyers. Um, so the government planned to, implement, to implant those RFID chips without prisoners' consent. And they're saying here that would be an illegal act, you know, in any circumstance. Although the police state we live in, uh, I could see them easily passing legislation to do just that. And they, I'm sure they're already doing it. I'm sure they've already chipped prisoners, I believe anyway, that they have. And I'm not going to say every single prisoner, but I'm sure they've done it to some of them. And they do all kinds of experimental things to prisoners. They've been doing that for years and years, um, you know, to people in concentration camps, et cetera. They've done MK Ultra. They've done every kind of evil thing imaginable, I'm sure, to them. And the same thing when they abduct kids and and people off the streets. Uh, people disappear, and they they, I believe, take them to different locations, uh, including deep underground military bases, and they do wicked, evil things to them, and they put chips in them, and and a lot of other terribly evil things um, that I believe are going on. So, you know, they were talking about doing this back then, the British government, um, back in uh, 2011. And so... You know, they're saying that this would help to reduce overcrowding in prisons, um, you know, some kind of electronic tagging system. Um, they're claiming we need something like that and not everything. And, and that the angle bracelets, they're at least non-intrusive and temporary. Um, but, you know, a chip is, I, I believe they can they can always turn off the chip. Um, and that's probably what they'll do. I don't know. For sure, you know, that could be what they do. Um, but if they want to kill a person, I believe they could they could easily kill a person, murder a person, if the person was chipped. And um, so this is what they have planned for in the future. And this article is coming out and telling the things that you don't often hear. I mean, yeah, they might, hear, they might mention things from time to time in the media, because they're trying to see the public's reaction. They want to see how people react to it, whether they raise a big stink about it or whether they just apathetically, you know, accept it without question. And I believe that's why you hear about it from time to time in the media. But they've been chipping people for years. I mean, openly chipping. I'm not talking about in secret because they've definitely been doing it in secret. But they've been chipping people... Um, like people with Alzheimer's or people that they claim have Alzheimer's, uh, elderly people and so on, they've been shipping them, for instance. And they've been shipping animals, we know. They've been totally out and open about shipping animals. And so all the animals that they pick up, that animal control picks up, etc., if 
if they're not going to immediately kill them, put them down, etc., in their lives um, in many various ways. They many times will chip them and, you know, they chip them before they allow them to be adopted and things like that. So this goes on. I'm sure it's going on in many places in the world, including the United States. And people take their own pets to the vet to get chips put in them. And they probably are not being fully informed. I don't think they are being fully informed, nor do most of them do any research or hardly any research on it. Um, But we know in the past that animals have bled to death after being chipped with these, um, you know, these type of chips they're using. And they also cause cancerous tumors to develop in the animals. And so I believe these things are very evil and satanic, and they're very bad for our health. And this is what they're going to be doing in the future to as many people as possible. You know, the Bible tells us about the mark of the beast anyway, and there's no doubt that they they definitely want to chip us. Um, I don't really know if the mark of the beast is a chip or not, but... I definitely think they they do have plans to chip the the masses, the populace, and, you know, you're going to be an enemy of the state, an enemy of the government if you don't go along with that. Although the Bible tells us if if one doesn't take the mark of the beast um, or the name of the beast, the number of his name, you know, or worship the beast, um, if one does those bad things, and takes that mark, or worships the beast, etc., the number of his name. Um, like the Bible tells us, um, everybody who does that is going to go to hell. Um, and the smoke from their torment will rise up forever. So, you know, that those people, their souls will suffer for eternity, according to what the Bible says, that... Go ahead and take the mark of the beast and worship the beast and all those things. So, or the number of his name. Um, so, you know, those, that's a very bad thing. And I'm sure, at least I believe, they can kill you. They can murder you. You know, if you do get chipped or the mark of the beast. Um, and... You know, but they've been doing this for years. They've been doing it, like I say, to Alzheimer's. Uh, people that have Alzheimer's in nursing homes or assisted living homes and places like that. And they've been doing it in animals. So every once in a while, the media will talk about it. Um, Actually, I was watching um, Netflix with Frank just the other day, and we were watching old reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond. And on that show, he was talking about, you know, how they're going to be chipping people, and he was doing it in a laughing, joking manner. But, you know, Frank and I gave each other the look, you know, when this happened, and and Ray was talking about wiggling his nose and different things to to do different things, you know, with having a chip in his head, you know, and kind of making fun of it and stuff. But we were like, whoa, you know. Um, so... These are their plans. And so this article here that I'm reading is talking about things that, in in great detail, not that great detail because I'm sure it's, it's a lot more than what they're telling us that they are capable of doing. 
but they're just saying, you know, oh, they have plans to do this. And and so they're saying that this is going to be more revealing about the person in whom it lives and beeps. And the RFID chip the government still plans to introduce will contain the person's name, address, criminal record, and no doubt some form of biometric ID print as well. No escaping that. And if the person's ever rearrested, a simple scan will reveal their entire lifetime's they say misdemeanors, but it would, of course, be all anything they've ever done criminally. And they say here, if not, their entire lifetime's experiences, period. Okay, so that brings us to the Soul Catcher 2025. And as long ago as 1995, British Telecom announced it was developing a memory chip designed to capture a person's entire lifetime's experiences. Implanted behind the eye... BT, or British Telecom, said the chip would record the person's thoughts, feelings, and memories and store them in digital form. What does that mean? That means the powers that be, once they chip a person, they can read their mind, I believe. So, you know, they can talk about total control and total surveillance of you, where they want to do that with our cars. They want to... I can't think of the name of it, but they already have those things in cars that talk to people. They unlock your doors. They can turn your car off and and probably start your car from afar. Um, so those come installed in cars now a lot of the time. And, and people have no idea that they're being spied upon, usually, unless they're awake and aware like we are, you know. And so they they have plans, I'm sure, to put those in everybody's cars, you know, or to force everybody to put them in in their older cars. Um, so that's one thing. But this this chip can know everything you've ever thought of from birth to death, every thought you've ever had, every feeling you've ever had, every memory you've ever had, all your experiences, and them in digital form and, and it's uh, all the things are capable of doing with computers they would be capable of doing with our our thoughts and feelings and in our consciousnesses I believe so um, and then they go on to talk about how they confirmed BT British Telecom uh, confirmed this chip would be ready for use by the year 2025. So they named it Soul Catcher 2025. And I believe they're already doing this type of thing and have been for a long time. And that famous people, celebrities, athletes, the elite, or whatever you want to call them, those that run the world, that's what they call themselves anyway, the elite, um, these people, the rich people, a lot of them, people that have sold their souls, etc., have already been chipped and cloned. And so, you know, I don't believe they stopped with Dolly the Sheep way back when, which they told us about doing. And then they've been, you know, quite silent, although they've been hinting and putting all kind of stuff out there. You know, like I told you last week, I believe on my show... As my kitty meows in the background constantly, sorry about that. But 
if you just look up things like doppelganger, and that's D-O-P-P-L-E-G-A-G, I'm sorry, G-A-N-G-E-R, doppelganger, and then type in celebrity or something like that, or celebrity historical figure, doppelganger, things like that, into a search engine, and then go to the images. Click on images after that, and then you'll come up with tons of pictures of celebrities that look alike when you type in celebrity doppelganger. And I believe that's because they're cloning these people. And that's why they look so much alike. Um, and, uh, you know, clones aren't going to look the same every single time, but they're going to look similar, very similar usually, and they might, you know, not look completely identical. But they may have some small differences or things like that. So you'll see a lot of celebrities that look like each other. Um, in fact, there is one of them is the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it's Chad Smith or something. But And then there's this guy that was on Saturday Night Live. Um and he and he has appeared on talk shows. They've appeared side by side and both played the drums because they look so much alike. I mean, it's it's almost like you're looking at the same person or an identical twin or something. And I'm trying to think of the guy's name that was on Saturday Night Live, the comedian. He's been in tons of movies. I'm going to type it in just so I can refresh my memory so I can tell you so you can look this up yourself. Um... Let's see here. Okay. All right. It's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell and Chad Smith. And if you type in doppelganger Chad Smith or doppelganger Will Ferrell, you'll see them. And, and, and they have a video of this. And apparently it was on, I think, The Tonight Show. So you can watch that video. It's called Will Ferrell and Chad Smith Drum Off on YouTube. And there's an article about it on the Daily Mail, dailymail.co.uk. And it says that they've had a long history of being confused for each other. Will Ferrell and Chad Smith have a long history of being, you know, mistaken for each other. People stop them in the streets and, and call them the other person's name and so on. And this is just one example of some celebrities that look so much alike. So you can put their pictures up side by side. If you, you know, Google this, you can see them. They look very much alike. They don't look exactly alike. They have some differences. But they look very similar. And I believe that could very well be and probably is because they've been cloned, you know. So take a look at them and see what you think. That's just one example. And it says here, I did meet him once. It was at the premiere of Ladies' Man many years ago. I was in the food line after the movie and I was getting chicken skewers or shrimp cocktail or whatever. Um, I'm filling up my plate, and he's filling up his plate, and there's this guy between us. I'm looking at Will and thinking, people really think I look like him? And then he used the F word. I don't effing look like that. So the guy between us splits, and there's nobody between us, and Will turns around. 
He looks me up and down and says, you're very handsome, and walks away, totally deadpan. I was like, you're funny, you're funny. Funny guy, that Will Ferrell. You know, so they're just joking about it in this article, and it says, handsome guy, that Chad Smith. Um, and then there's the the whole Rolling Stone interview you can read after that. And that's from BuzzFeed.com. Um, and, it, and it's titled, Will Ferrell met drummer Chad Smith once, and the exchange was brief and awesome. The comedian and the drummer ran into each other in a buffet line once, and Will made it awesome. So, you know, they're just taking it very lightly in this article, joking around about it. But to me, they're being very blatant. The powers that be are putting these things out there. And it looks like it's almost time for a break, so... I'll tell you more about that on the other side, if Frank is ready for the music there. Um, But that's just one example. I can give you more examples. But if you type in doppelganger, celebrities, doppelganger, celebrities, historical figures, things like this into a search engine, click on images, and you can see tons of examples of what I'm talking about, of all these celebrities that look like each other, very, very similar, or they look like historical figures. The modern-day celebrities or politicians or whatever, whoever they are, actors, look like historical figures. And there's a reason for that, too, I believe. So, um, But it ties into all this stuff that I'm telling you about the soul chip and chipping, RFID chips, consciousness transfer, cloning, and the whole nine yards. So... I definitely will tell you more about all that and a lot of their plans and get into some other related things. So we have a whole another hour to go on New World Order Info on AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You can also go to TheAmericanVoice.com. And here's the music. So we'll be right back in another hour. Don't go anywhere.
dream of a girl I used to know. I closed my have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316 
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info, and I decided not to take that hour-long break after all, um, which is just a joke because I said I'll be back in an hour or something like that instead of, hey, I'll be back with another hour. So Frank was kidding about that in the chat room. I thought he was talking about the length of my music because he said uh, that I was going to be taking a long break. But he was talking about me saying I'd be back in another hour or something. So, anyway, we have we have some more time to talk about all these things. And I've been talking about RFID chips and those being implanted in people. And there's an article I've been reading about that. And then I was talking about how the things that I believe and and how if you type into a search engine such as Google or whatever search engine you choose to use, the words uh, doppelganger, which is, I know there was a Disney movie, I think, about that, but way back in the day. But just D-O-P-P-E-L-G-A-N-G-E-R, doppelganger, which is one word, and then just type in celebrity and... You know, you can go to images in that search engine or you can read articles about it and they'll have pictures. And you'll see tons and tons of hits, um, you know, different search results, et cetera, that you can click on. One of those that I mentioned that look very much alike are Will Ferrell. And that's the guy that was on Saturday Night Live and now he's this movie guy. He's done a lot of movies comedies and things like that and then the drummer for red hot chili peppers chad smith um those two look very much alike so they joke around about it they've appeared on television on i think the tonight show there's a clip of them on youtube you could type in chad smith will ferrell into a search engine and maybe put their names in quotes or something and then you'll see how much they really do look alike they're not gonna look exactly alike and I believe when they clone people, they can clone them, uh, you know, a whole lot of times. And I, I believe they're doing this to people that have sold their souls and, and to people unwilling, you know, people that never wanted to be cloned, people that just victims. I believe they're doing this and they're chipping people as well, I believe. And so that's what I've been talking about tonight. And, uh, so you could just type into a search engine, celebrity lookalikes, that's another one you could type in. And for instance, here is something on just a random site that came up in, when I typed in uh, celebrity doppelgangers. And this article is called, These Celebrity Lookalikes Will Blow Your Mind. Okay, and that's this one comes from popsugar.com. So it's just one of the first search results that happened to come up and you know it's a frivolous side about celebrities and stuff like that but you know it has some some pictures here I'm looking at these pictures of people and they look very much alike on all these pictures so there's four pictures on the first page and it's 23 pages of photographs and it says here we all know there are plenty of celebrity kids that bear striking resemblance to their parents and actual sets of twins in Hollywood. 
but some of the best star twins aren't related at all. If you've ever done a double take while looking at Katy Perry and Zoe Deschanel, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I've never even heard of, and Javier Bardem, or Amy Adams and Isla Fisher, who are two actresses, we've got the ultimate treat for you. Keep reading to see 22 of the most mind-boggling look-alike stars who could totally pass as siblings. Okay, so they're never going to mention the word cloning. I mean, unless it's some conspiracy site or something, maybe. But, you know, it's like the powers that be are putting this out there to try to, you know, I think they're trying to condition the public or something. I don't know. They're maybe trying to get the word out. But, they're, you know, it's pretty blatant, in my opinion. But people are so dumbed down and apathetic and, you know, they're busy being entertained all the time and distracted and whatever. And they don't even think of these type of things, you know. And if you try to tell them, they, they've they been trained, as have people that even listen to AVR and my show, I'm sure, to think. That if you mention something like I'm talking about, cloning, and that that they're allowed, they're they're able, and there are they are actually out there cloning people. Okay, people are gonna think you're a total cuckoo crazy for Cocoa Puffs nutcase, and I realize that. But you know, I believe in the truth and getting the truth out there, and this is what I believe they are doing. And and I think pictures like this are evidence of that, you know, so it, you you will have your mind blown if you haven't blown, if you have not looked up these things I'm telling you about and compared pictures of these actors, actresses, um, famous people in general. Some of them look like historical figures. Um, you could type in celebrity historical figures. And read articles and look at pictures of them. And you'll see people in the past, could be from a long, long time ago. They look extremely like the people nowadays that are famous. Um, So then here's the next example. Javier Bardem and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, They look quite alike. And then the next one is... A lot of these people aren't as well-known as others, but there's Nina Dobrev and Victoria Justice. Some of these people I've never even heard of. And then there's Mika Kelly and Leighton Meester. A lot of people are familiar with them um, because they're on shows that are popular now and stuff like that, Um, shows that I've never seen. But, I mean, I know who they are just from being online and seeing their pictures all over and seeing them getting a lot of press and stuff like that in the media. So Minka Kelly and Leighton Meester, those are two that look very much alike as well. Um, Let's see, here's an ad, I'll skip that. And then the next two are Beth Bears and Aaron Andrews. I believe Aaron Andrews is one of those sportscaster chicks, you know, on one of these sports channels on TV and stuff, and she made, she might have had some kind of scandal where some guy saw her undressing in a hotel room or something like that, which they quite often do to try to get more famous, and they'll act like it was some big accident, or, you know, their cell phone pictures will leak because they got hacked, and they'll be naked in all their pictures, 
And I'm sure that could possibly be for real. They might have gotten hacked at times, but most of the time, if not all of the time, it's just them trying to get more attention, you know, be more desired by people, men, whatever, lesbians, whatever, Um, you know, make a name, get more famous or make a name for themselves. I mean, you have Kim Kardashian starring in a... An X-rated video. That's how she got famous. She used to be Paris Hilton's uh, stylist. You may not have known that, but she was Paris Hilton's stylist, and now the whole family is famous because she, you know, released that video of her and and some guy, a black guy, um, you know, doing a lot of X-rated stuff. And from what I've heard. I probably shouldn't say, uh, I didn't see the video or anything, and I don't care to see it, but I heard, you know, a lot of vile things were in that video. So, um, you know, that made her famous. And so now her whole family, as sick as they are, are famous. And they have all these reality TV shows. And then you have the whole Bruce Jenner thing, who now calls himself or herself or itself, whatever, Caitlin, call me Caitlin, you know. And he was on the cover of, I forget, Vanity Fair magazine. And he had the whole facial feminization surgery. Um, and I don't know if he's, if he's had a sex change or not. I've read conflicting stuff. Some say in articles that he has. Some say he hasn't. And I hate to call him he, but whatever that thing is now. Um, anyway... So now, you know, he's getting all this attention. Meanwhile, he he had a wreck, and a person died in that wreck. Um, And the family, the victim or whatever, the family members are suing him over that, and he's trying to avoid paying anything. But anyway, so it's just sickening, all this stuff. All these people that get publicity and the way they distract the populace and keep them entertained and, you know... They dumb everybody down and try to make little kids and everybody have no morals and be hedonistic and do everything the Bible tells us not to do and, you know, sexualize the little children and give them these idols, these false idols, these celebrities like Britney Spears. And I mean, she was, she was more for an older generation, but, you know, they have one you know, they they make famous all these people and, uh, you know, Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, look how she turned out and her whole family. They're just all screwed up. The same thing with Will Smith and his wife. Um, and then they have kids, Jaden Smith, Willow Smith, and um, I forget his wife's name. Oh, I forget. But anyway... Um, she's in a rock band, so-called rock band, if you want to call it that. I, I don't think I've heard her, but she's a singer um, and an actress, Will Smith's wife. And anyway, they're Scientologists, a bunch of Scientologists. You may not have known that. But uh, so anyway, they, they do all these things to get attention and to get famous. And And I believe to get famous nowadays, maybe for a very, very long time. 
people have had to sell out. People have had to sell their souls. And I'm not going to say every single person that's famous has sold their soul, but I believe a lot of them have. And I believe in order to get promoted by the media, by the powers that be, you know, to get a lot of promotion, to get famous, to get rich, to become well-known, you have to sell your soul. And the Bible talks about that. You know, what good is it if you have everything in the world, basically I'm paraphrasing here, and yet you lose your soul. And the devil took Jesus, you know, and to a high mountain and showed him, you know, he said he would give him everything, you know, all these kingdoms or whatever, he would just bow down before him. And Jesus, Jesus refused to do so and said, you know, you're not supposed to tempt him. You're not supposed to tempt the Lord. And so, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, yeah, you, you may sell your soul and in return get fortune and fame and whatever your desires are on this earth, but... You know, I believe if you sell your soul, I don't know. I don't know if if there's any going back. The Bible seems to make it like there's not. There's no turning back from that. There's there's no way you can redeem yourself or be forgiven after that. I would think. I I don't want to. I don't want to take a chance. I would never do something like that. I would never. I don't want to be famous. You know. I don't care how rich I could be or how famous I could be or whatever I could obtain, you know, uh, material-wise or whatever. You know, whatever your desire is, they'll give it to you. And I believe that is what's going on. So these people that we see out there, the celebrities, the athletes a lot of times, the Olympic athletes, the football players, whatever sports it is, all these famous people, bands, musicians, Hollywood types, People that you know from the radio that are famous, really famous, big names, including alternative media. I believe a lot of them have sold out and sold their souls. They may not understand what they're agreeing to. They may think it's just a joke. They may not even believe in God or Jesus. Probably a lot of them don't. Which goes hand in hand usually with people like that that are in Hollywood or bands, stuff like that. And, um, you know, they may just think it's a big joke or something and that there's nothing to it and they agree to do it. And uh, I believe they, uh, you know, they agree to that and they're going to get chipped and cloned. You know, that's part of the bargain. They may not be told that up front. They probably have to sign some kind of blood contract or they may have some kind of ritual ceremony or something in front of other people. Who knows what all they do, but... I mean, some of them have even talked about this kind of thing. Um, but, you know, it's, it's very much on the down low. You know, pretty much. They're not going to go out and tell you they've done this, you know. But they're going to be on the little string and be a puppet then for their masters, and they're going to do what they're told, and that's what you have. And so they, they do what they're told, and then they have somebody, you know, they put them out there, and they look all sweet and innocent and stuff, and, and have them just like Miley Cyrus, you know, and the whole Disney thing. Um, they did that with Britney Spears. They did it with Justin Timberlake. They've done it with countless people. And I believe a lot of times they they use MK Ultra, mind control, things like that on them. Maybe not always. Um, they chip them, they clone them, and 
they're told, you know, do what we tell you or else, you know, and you'll get rewarded for doing so and for going along with what we tell you to do. And, and so that's why you have all the stuff out there like you do, all the raunchy stuff influencing the children and all. All right, so we'll be back and have more on the other side on New World Order Info with me, Melissa Roxanne, on AVR. Don't go anywhere.
Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Why? 
Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And it is my live show tonight, the last part of it, on Monday, July 13th, 2015, if you're listening to my live show. And if not, then it may be a rebroadcast of my show from Monday night. So, you know, if it's my live show, then the owner of AVR will come up next after me for two hours with his live show, Frank Stefan with the Frank Report. And then if it is on Friday when you hear this played again, uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time on Fridays, my show replays. And following that will be Survival Time, which is a fantastic show about survival and preparedness. So they're both really popular shows, both The Frank Report and Survival Time. And so I hope you will stay tuned and listen to those. And, you know, if you've never listened to Survival Time or The Frank Report, you know, give them a listen. And that goes for all of our shows. We have fantastic shows. Um you know, that you may never have heard. You may not even be aware of some of our shows, even if you're a long-time listener. So check out our schedule. It may not be completely up-to-date, but we do have a new show. I'm not sure if if uh, it's even on the schedule yet. I haven't looked. But that new show airs tomorrow from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time, and it's called Condition Critical. And the person who hosts that show, Jay, I believe his name is Jay Shanahan. And uh, anyway, I've known him as another name in the chat room for a long time. I didn't even know for a long time when he was calling into Frank's show and I was on the air with Frank on Wednesdays, for example, when Jay called in. I didn't know that Jay from Washington was the person that I knew from the chat room. So it took me... A long time to realize that. <laughs> and then one day it dawned on me because I had missed part of Frank's show. I think I was outside or I was doing something away from keyboard. And it was after my show, I think, or something. I forget. But anyway, Jay had called in. And and then I saw in the chat room they were talking about Jay had call, called in, except, you know, in the chat room, his name was something else. He doesn't go by Jay in there as his as his username. And somebody said, you know, good call or something like that. So I thought Jay from Washington had called in when I wasn't able to listen. I had missed a few minutes of the show. And then, you know, the call that I heard, I didn't realize you know, but it was him. So I finally figured it out after a while. <laughs> I figured out that the person in the chat room was the same person that called into the show, you know, that always made really good calls into the show and is a frequent caller into Frank's show for a long time. And he's also a regular in the chat room. But anyway, so that's who it is. And so if you've heard Jay from Washington call in and you're familiar with his calls, he's the person with the new show. And it's called Condition Critical... It's an hour-long show. Tuesdays is when it airs from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. So definitely check it out tomorrow. If you can't listen when it airs live, you can always listen to the repeats. I don't know when those are going to be. So 
the last I had heard Frank had not decided, but you can always go to our audio archives and download it or listen right from the page. So check that out. Um, We have other really good shows. Pastor Ernie Sanders is another one. Uh, What's Right, What's Left is the name of his show. And so we have all kinds of shows out there that you may never even know exist. So look at our schedule and check them out. Give them a listen. Or another way is just to turn on the stream, for instance, or however you listen and just keep it on and listen to it in the background. And then you'll hear, you know, a lot of shows you may never have heard before and you may really like them. That happens a lot of times. And we've had people that came over here to listen to one particular show um, and then they they call in, like one person, Matt Smith, he, uh, you know, liked one of our shows that's no longer on the air, but at the time, years back, he listened to that show, and he would come over to AVR just to hear that one show. And then he, he started listening to Frank's show, the owner of AVR. And then I was on with Frank on Wednesdays, and I have been since 2008, And so he would call in. He called in one time to Frank's show when I was on on a Wednesday. And I told him, I'm like, you know, if you're just listening to that one particular show, you're really missing out on all that, you know, you could be hearing all these other great shows that you have no idea that are out there on AVR. And I told him on the air that night or whenever it was that he should listen to all of our shows. So he did start listening. He's a truck driver. And he started listening to all of our shows. And then he became like a a long-time AVR listener and frequent in our chat room, chat room regular. Although he doesn't come in much anymore from time to time. He'll come in there. But um, And then he ended up getting his own show on AVR, which was I on America Road Show. So you just never know. You might stumble into our chat room and end up on the air one day. Uh, You know, if you want to, that is so. Anyway, that was another good show, Eye on America Roadshow. Who knows, maybe someday Matt will come back on the air, but he's taking a break for now, and he's a busy guy driving that truck. And the guy that's on Condition Critical, the host of that show, Jay from Washington, he's a truck driver too. So those two have a lot in common. We told them, Frank and I did, that, or at least we told Jay, hey, y'all should talk to each other because you have a lot in common. So... They're AVR listeners, they're awake, they both drive trucks, you know, they hang out in the chat room, stuff like that. But as far as I know, they have not met yet. So anyway, uh, I was talking about RFID, the Soul Stone, this chip. They're talking about putting on prisoners. Of course, they're going to start with the prisoners, you know, and move on to other different groups and just like they're already chipping people and have been for years, the Alzheimer's. Uh, victims, people that have Alzheimer's or or just have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, whether they have it or not, you know, they could say you have Alzheimer's and put you on all kind of drugs for Alzheimer's, big pharma drugs that are pharmacia and sorcery type things that will screw up your mind and screw up your body. And, you know, they're using tor- sorcery on people. They love to get them on these drugs, these selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor drugs, these SSRIs for depression, anxiety, they can say you're psychotic when you're not, that happens quite often, they'll diagnose you as psychotic when you've never done anything psychotic in your entire life, a family member could just say, oh, uh, this person's dad had 
was bipolar. And then the next thing you know, they'll say you're psychotic or you're bipolar and put you on these drugs. But anyway, so they've been doing it for years. They did it in Florida. I think it was West Palm Beach, Florida. I'll have to look it up and get into it on another show. But they were doing that to people that they claim have Alzheimer's, and they were chipping them, putting chips in their bodies. So I told you about the whole soul stone thing. I haven't finished reading that article. But then I got off into the whole cloning and celebrities selling their souls, and politicians do it too. Politicians, I believe, sell their souls. Okay, and that led me, Frank and I were having a conversation over the weekend, and I don't know, we were talking about stuff in the Bible and different things, and and he he said something to me, and it was like, wow, you know, because, I think I mentioned about how the Bible says that, um, like for instance right here, Matthew chapter 16, uh, and it's 20 through 28 right here, um, and it says here, Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time forth began Jesus to shew unto his disciples, how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God and those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Okay, now here's the verse Frank and I were discussing here. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So we were talking about that verse. And but what led us to talk about that verse was the next verse, and we weren't looking at the Bible, we were just discussing it. So it says here in the next verse, number 26, from Matthew chapter 16, and this is verse 26. So the first, the verse before that says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Okay, now here's the verse that led us to talk about the the earlier verse. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Okay, and then it goes on to say some other things like, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. And then it says, Verily I say unto you, there shall be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Okay, and this is the King James Version. So we were talking about, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And we were also talking about, 
For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And it dawned on me at that time that that could very well be referring to, and I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying it's a possibility when it says, whosoever, for whosoever shall save, will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. So that, I was thinking of those people that have sold their souls or will sell their souls in the future, maybe for fame and fortune or whatever they desire, that Satan will give them on this earth because Satan can give them those things and material things. And it may be talking about those people that choose to do that, that they lose their soul, you know, that they lose their life. They lose their eternal life going to paradise and heaven because they sold their soul, you know. And that part about whosoever will save his life shall lose it, okay. What that led me to think about is life extension technology. These people that promise that they're going to extend people's lives if they put the chip in them, the mark of the beast and all these things, which I believe they do have the technology to do that, although I think it's flawed and there's a lot of terrible evil things that happen to you when you choose to go that route and get that chip and get cloned and sell your soul and all those things. Or take the mark of the beast, you're going to go to hell. But the Bible tells us you're going to go to hell if you take the mark of the beast or the number of his name or you you worship the beast, etc. So I think maybe when it says, you know, whosoever will save his life shall lose it means it could possibly anyway mean those people that do try to extend their lives artificially and try to play God or allow someone else to play God for them and put this chip in them that makes them live instead of dying or go from body to body or, you know, live in a clone body or whatever and live after they die. Um, I think that that means, you know, they're going to lose their life, meaning they're they're going to the wrong place. They're going to go to the lake of fire. And, of course, you know, the Bible says, For what if what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And I'll be discussing this more on my next show and lots more. So stick around for Frank or stick around for Survival Time. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful night.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
Good evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is July 13th, 2015. It's Monday evening. It's about nine minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time. That's when it is where you're at. We are, in fact, live, and that means you can participate in this show. 
Oh, let's see. You can call in 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. That's what you can do there. And uh, if you'd like, you can go to the chat room. It's located at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Either way, you'll see the chat link in uh, either one of them. Click that, follow the instructions, and head on in there, and uh, you'll be in the chat room. I uh, pop in and out of the chat room during the show and see what everybody's talking about. If it's anything, you know, that is suitable to go on the air, then I uh, usually do. You can ask questions. You can make comments. But you don't have to. You can actually just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Matter of fact, they're in there right now.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.